listening to the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Hey everyone and welcome back. It's episode 102 of the Lifted Life Podcast. This week we're talking about new experiences. A big shout out to our uh, fans that we spoke with over the weekend, Paige, <laughs> Riley, and Lily. They all wanted to shout out on the podcast, so... That's a shout out to them. We were hanging out with them because we were out of our house having our hardwood floors redone. Now, that may just sound like a little old project, but it is not a little old project. It is a big, nasty project. And we did it seven years ago when we first moved into this house. Actually, we did it prior to moving into the house, which is quite wise to do because it creates so much dust. It was funny when we started to do it, we were going to do one floor and do the next floor in a later time to help spread out the expenses. And a lot of people said, no, don't do that. Just do it now. Once you get your stuff in, you won't want to move it. You don't understand how hard it would be. (laughs) And we took their advice. And now, seven years later, after moving all the stuff out of the home, I realized what they were talking about. Well, seven years later, you've been talking about wanting to have the floors redone again. And I said, I think that feels a bit excessive. I am not on board with this expense and this project. But you continued to bring it up that it was important to you. Mm -hmm. And so I did what any wise woman does i tapped into how can i make this work for me this is a lot of work this is a bit pretty big expense so what would make this worth it for me and i decided that while you were gunning for floors with less cracks that just looked fresher i would be up for the entire furniture move if we did a whole new stain color because then it feels like a totally new house and i love change so a quick tidbit on marriage compromises we were able to find a reason that we both wanted to do the same thing. It took a little bit of research for my reason, but I am quite happy. We went from a really light floor to a really dark and it's just totally different. So the whole reason we're talking about new experiences is because we've been out of our house for the last seven days. Now we're recording this room from not our normal podcast studio. It's um, been a really kind of wild week of living out of backpacks, staying at an Airbnb for the first three nights, then staying at my sister's the next three nights. Shout out to her. Thanks for hosting us. Um, and so we just have been living life in a totally different way from, excuse Zoe, from, I wonder if they could even hear that. She Probably not. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, living life out of a, a, a duffel bag, so to speak, and living in this odd Airbnb that kind of just was weird. And we kind of knew it was going to be weird, but there's a couple rooms that looked really aesthetic and I just thought I'd love to work out of them. And so I got sold swindled by a little sunroom (laughs) and we ended up being like, Oh, this house is weird on a really busy street, which gave us a lot of contrast for what we currently had been experiencing, experiencing versus what we had this temporary experience. And so we kind of thought, more than anything, it was a great uh, time to kind of explore how experiencing something new really does provide so much contrast for, um, or so much, I don't know what's the word, like it just brings, it highlights what you do and don't like from your current life. But the only way to get that highlight is to switch it up entirely. Yeah, and, and I, for me, it was like a twofold thing. It was... Um, we got into the Airbnb and this is like not what we thought we were getting. And it's pretty easy to fall into that. What did we just do? I don't want to be here. 
maybe we just go stay in a hotel. I don't know. But then I think we both just kind of eased into it and said, "Let's." There's something to appreciate here. There's some contrast. There's some value in the contrast. And I think by the last night, we were like, "We, we found it. We love our home. <laughs> we, we love our home that we're missing, but also we've created a new environment here that we adapted to. Like we almost mm-hmm. started to get used to the new way of life in this old home on a busy street. Like, in fact, we drove past it because it's close to our current home." Mm-hmm just last night and the, the kids were like i missed that place <laughs> we're like oh my gosh isn't that funny how much our perspective can shift based on where we are and what we're doing but earlier when i said it was twofold it's also um we we have talked in in prior uh, shows about how we were looking for a different home we were thinking we wanted to move and i think we both felt like we wanted to appreciate what we have mm-hmm. and after looking at this home there were things that we found that we think we we would like we'd like to upgrade and, and do and the floors are one of them or one of the things i wanted anyway mm-hmm. um and after doing that i think it was easier to see how much we do love this home and still doesn't mean we won't sell it but i think it really helped um what appreciates appreciates so mm-hmm. like appreciating the home doing things for it and then seeing that yeah this is a good home like we do have lots of memories here and we do enjoy this home I think, though, that as someone's listening, they might say, well, what do you want me to do? Have my floors redone so I have to move out for a week? No. Not necessary. No. What I think we're saying is that if you could actually pack up a bag and move to somewhere for a couple of days for an entirely new experience, I think that's the value of travel that so many people talk about. But it doesn't have to be international travel. It can be 20 minutes down the road in a country small farmhouse instead of the city slicker life you're used to. Um and or just any other slight change that gives you the contrast because I think we get so caught up in our day-to-day that the outside experience of a whole new experience can really help us see our life with fresh eyes. Um, I thought it was funny you said that we kind of wanted to, we didn't want to be at the house. We wanted to load up and go to a hotel. Mm-hmm. A couple things. One, we had our pets with us. So finding a decent hotel that allowed pets a cat and a dog probably not gonna i think would have been hard i think no matter where we would have landed the first night unless it was like even if it was a super luxurious mansion we might have just felt uncomfortable Mm. because that is what this whole show is about i think leaving your comfort zone for a wee bit if you can't do an overnight you could try a full day experience in a whole nother town where you don't know anyone or something along that line. The whole idea though, was that we were uncomfortable and forcibly so like we couldn't mm-hmm. just say, no, no, we want to go home. Like the house was taped up and yeah. dusty and we couldn't walk on the floors and all of that. So we were forced to be uncomfortable. And I think sometimes it requires a level of force to really make it as extreme as ours was for a week. Um, but like you said, so many things were highlighted that we do appreciate about our current situation that we might not have noticed if we wouldn't have had that. Yeah, exactly. I think that that week of living that different style of life, I think was easy to look back and see that before we moved or before we went out for a week, that some of the stories I was saying about this home were just stories. Like Mm -hmm. they weren't true. They weren't useful. Well, another thing is this house that we currently live in is three or four houses down from a sort of busy street. Mm -hmm. 
where we stayed at the Airbnb was, was on, on a much busier street on that busy street. And we walked outside and the cars were just zooming. It was loud. It was a little scary. It was intense. There wasn't really a, a seating area that felt safe or away from it. And so it, it's just so funny that I would have said that we live fairly close to a busy street, but there's no comparison to living on that busy street and living half a block down from it. Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of a funny um, realization that it, that it brought so much attention to. So, um, yeah, that's one of the thing I kind of noticed. You have something you're going to say? No, I'm just kind of bobbing back and forth. I notice. Um, okay. Let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor for this week and then we'll get back to the show. So this week's episode is brought to you by Redoxy. It is our non-GMO vitamin C as ascorbic acid supplement. And the reason we went with the vitamin C to go with our probiotic uh, formulas was because we learned about the impact of oxidative stress on a cellular level. So as you know, by now, the probiotics work from a gut health perspective. However, the vitamin C product that we have works from a cellular health. And we feel like when you combine gut healing and oxidative stress healing, you get a whole lot of healing. And so we often get asked, can I take the vitamin C with a probiotic? And that is a resounding yes. And we do feel like now more than ever with the winter months ahead, it's an excellent time to add that to your wellness toolbox. So I think if you're an Amazon customer, there is a coupon. Currently, currently, some people go back and listen later sorry maybe we'll throw it up again but on and off we've been doing that to help promote that product it is our newest product so we do want to kind of get the word out about that so okay that's it for the sponsorship (laughs) i mean you probably know by now this is the lifted life podcast we are the co-founders of lifted naturals and so in order to um continue to be able to bring this show to you every week and prioritize it above almost everything else of course we do occasionally give a shout out to our products so thinking back through the first half of the show um we're talking about doing this experience having an experience that's outside of our comfort zone outside of our norm ours is redoing our hardwood floors but we had said you don't have to do something that extreme to your home or whatever but can you think of something else that we could do that would be I don't know. See, I don't want to say less invasive because I think it needs to be invasive. <laughs> it needs to be out of your out of your comfort zone for you to feel that expansion, for you to be able to open your container up to be a little bit bigger, hmm. in my opinion. Well, like I said, I think that if you can't do an overnight somewhere or you're not currently mm-hmm. able to based on small children, finances, any other thing, uh, a day trip where you don't know anyone would be a good yeah. example. Uh <laughs> A strange idea that came to mind was to take your house key and freeze it into water. Hey, I didn't have a house key for a week and it drove me crazy. Yes, but I led you into our home. Yeah. I'm not used to having to ask you to unlock the door for me. Well, sweetie, not right now. (laughs) The weird thing is more about balance. Like I have my keys in my left pocket, my phone in my Mm. right, but there's no keys in my left. Mm -hmm. So that was very strange. Could have put a couple quarters in there. Yeah, you tell me. Or maybe that was part of the uncomfortable experience. Like, I feel like I was missing something. Yeah, that was part of it. Mm. So, yeah, this week we're talking about the power of a new experience. And I think that um, what we're trying to say is that you don't necessarily have to do it even in the way we've done it. Another 
kind of slight way to have a new experience is that let's say you go out and you're going grocery shopping and you decide to talk to three different strangers. Mm-hmm. That might make you really uncomfortable or it might feel like the most fun challenge you've ever experienced. Different people, different strokes, different folks, of course. But just a way to step out of your comfort zone. We used to always do this analogy of this is where your comfort zone is. And then I would kind of, what I'm doing right now, what am I doing? Dancing hands. Dancing hands, hands right outside my body. And then I would say, and this is where the party's at. Our hands are all the way out. Hands all the way out. So your comfort zone is designed to keep you safe, to keep you stuck, <laughs> to keep you right where you are. Nice, safe, and comfortable. And if you're willing to step outside of your comfort zone, whether it's forcibly so or something you decide to do, I think that you'll have some new insights and have some new ahas. And that was really what this was about for us. Again and again, we found ourselves saying, isn't that fascinating how much our perspective has changed based on just these three nights at an Airbnb and then three nights at my sister's house. I mean, for some people that travel more frequently, it might be like no big deal, but a lot of us have been on hold with travel. For various for reasons. For people that travel frequently, stay in your home for a week. <laughs> True. Yeah. It's not really about going somewhere. It's about a new experience mm-hmm. that gets you out of your routine. Another mm-hmm. way I've heard it presented is to, let's say you brush your teeth with your right hand, brush your teeth with your yeah. left hand. Let's say you write with your right hand, slow down and write with your left hand. Um, to bring a level of presence required to any new situation based on your willingness to do it a little bit differently. I always like my mentor always says, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Mm-hmm. And thinking about that, that kind of feels like that applies to this. Like when's the last time you did something that you've never done before? That I love doing things for the first time. You do. And I don't. And I'm always like trying to talk you into it. And I'll say, you could journal about it and say that you did something for the first time today. That's usually how you can get me to do it. <laughs> It's a thrill for me. I love change. It's invigorating. It's exciting. And I'll be the first to admit, after we do it, I'm always glad that we did it. Mm-hmm. But it's usually pretty tricky to get me to... Why is that? What is... What's going on? That? I have to believe it's the fear of the unknown. Like, what if I don't like it? What if it doesn't go the way it's planned? But I think that's the whole purpose, is to be uncomfortable for it to not go as planned. And I think for me, I prioritize feeling alive... more than feeling safe now to be clear i'm extremely safe (laughs) yeah so like you're talking about the safety like your life safety yeah and i'm talking about like um being embarrassed safety or being uncomfortable safety like those are the two different listen i've been embarrassing our children and my husband for a solid 19 years yeah with zero regard to now i'm not being inconsiderate to other people i'm just not prioritizing their experience over my own but but to be totally honest like you say you've been embarrassing me for whatever years <laughs> in the beginning well maybe even re- more recent times it was embarrassing because i thought well, what are they going to think about you or me or what if <laughs> she says that and they think i'm an idiot like, like <laughs> she like, said that and they like think- <laughs> i'll never forget the dinner we went to and how did you say that? Uh, someone said we can't afford that. Like they were talking about a yacht or something. Yes. And you said, I don't say that. Or, I would never I say I don't I misquote can't. you. What did you say? I think I would say something like, I would never say I can't afford that. Or I would never say I can't afford anything because it creates. At the time, I was my boss and colleague. And they both looked at me like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, like 
of course we can't afford a yacht. And you're, and then you kind of explained it again and everyone at the table just like didn't say anything and changed the subject. But <laughs> also you brought that up on the show before. So I know because that was like a very a life changing statement. No, I like, s- like with the thought process, process I have today about how, um, how life works, you were right. <laughs> but that was how many years ago? 10 years ago. Right. And, at the time it felt so foreign to me and so uncomfortable and that you'd even say that in public. And then now looking back, you're hundred percent right. And I hundred percent believe that it's more about, I choose not to spend my money on that or I don't choose to. Yeah. I mean, that really is what it amounts to. Like, I, mean, I happen to believe that what you have is what you're willing to accept or what you're willing to let in. Mm-hmm. And that's how I take what you said. If you say, I can't afford that, then you can't and you won't be able to. Mm-hmm. And I and everyone at that table totally believe that. But I was leaning more toward, I mean, that's true too. Yeah. I guess I was just thinking like, I don't even want a yacht. I wouldn't even, even if I had I the exact amount, of, right. right. But I wouldn't be like, that's what I would choose to spend my money on. Like I'm more intentional about what I use my money to buy. Uh, but also I do believe that when you say I can't afford that or you can't have that, it's mm-hmm. too much money. It's it, too hard. Yeah. It just creates a wall of never, yeah. of neverness. So what did that have to do with the new experience? Oh, I'm embarrassed. It's a bit embarrassing. Me. Yeah. A bit embarrassing. Got it. My point was though that you said something about embarrassing and I said, yeah, maybe I was embarrassed, but looking back on it, it was totally my choice to get embarrassed right and we were talking also about new experiences and why you are generally a bit more timid about something Mm -hmm. new whereas i love the change i think part of it's what we make it mean like you said you make it mean it could be very uncomfortable and and i make it mean i'm alive thank goodness i'm doing something different Mm -hmm. like for me the painfulness is boredom and monotony doing the same thing over and over I got to confess, 102 episodes of a podcast, I would not be here if it weren't for you. Now, we bring enough newness to it that once we get going, I do my best to show up fully. But I have to say, you know, the mind game before it is like, haven't we done that enough? Like, haven't we talked about enough things? And it's like, oh, no, we have a lot more we can share. We have a lot more we can connect with people about. Mm -hmm. Um, But bringing my own mental game to that, knowing that I don't care for doing the same thing over and over. So the story I tell about it matters. Okay, let's talk about something totally fresh and new this week, not just talking about the same old, same old things. So managing my mind around it is what I do when it comes to boredom or monotony. And it's also what you do when it comes to welcoming change or trying something new. Mm-hmm. How do you need to manage your mind? Sometimes we need to change the action that we're doing or change the situation. But oftentimes it's our story that we're telling about the situation that needs an adjustment. So I challenge you to do a bit of discovery on that. I think that's a wrap. We appreciate you all listening to the show. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to share it with a friend. Head over to iTunes to leave that rating and review. That helps us a ton. We appreciate you and we'll see you next week.